Appointment Ministries Podcast Network. Strength for today's pastor. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Strength for Today's Pastor, a resource designed to strengthen you, the senior or lead pastor of your church. Here's your host, Bill Holdridge. Bill is the director of Poyman Ministries, which is a team of former longtime senior pastors who are available to strengthen pastors, to strengthen churches. Welcome to today's edition of Strength for Today's Pastor. My name is Bill Holdridge. I'm the director of Poyman Ministries, and we are the sponsors of this podcast, and we're so glad that you're able to join us today. I have with me Pastor Al James. Al is one of our team members of Poyman Ministries and is a longtime seasoned senior pastor from his church in Prescott, Arizona that he founded and pastored for many years. In the last couple of days, we've been focusing on the idea of excellence in ministry. Day one, we focused on the foundation of excellence in ministry, which is a close personal love for God and relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus, and also dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Day two, we started getting into the nuts and bolts of excellence in ministry and talking about what that looks like in the local church as we serve. Again, we have with us today Pastor Al James. And Al, it's so great to have you with us and so great to have your insights on these uh, subjects we're going to be addressing today. Well, glad to be here, Bill, and thank you for the compliment. You've suggested that uh, I have a lot of experience and that I can give you a lot of great answers. Well, I, I hope I can, and if I can, it's only because of the grace of God. But thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. You're welcome. As we wrapped up yesterday, we made some comments on behind-the-scenes ministries like looking into the leadership structure of a church, how do pastors function, are they equippers, or are the staff members doing all the work of the ministry and there is little equipping going on in the church, these kinds of things, bylaws, finances. So there's a broad range of topics under this general topic of excellence in ministry that we could talk about today. So let's do it from a bullet point perspective again, if we can, Al, and kind of hit them one at a time briefly and see where this discussion might take us. Sounds great. So go ahead, and what, as you are looking at a church, do you see behind the scenes that comes to your attention, usually first and foremost, above other areas? Giving that question some thought, I would say that one of the areas that often needs a good long look is the board meeting, the consistency of board meetings, and the way church business and church ministries are conducted from that level. Oftentimes, there's there's a need in that area, Bill. Describe what that need looks like. Uh, uh, what, what typically might you see? Well, surprisingly, I have found that in many of the churches that I have had the opportunity to pastor as a transitional senior pastor and or do an assessment for, there's been a, a lack of board meetings, and I find that to be problematic because it isolates the pastor, and that creates a situation where he's uh, making decisions or sometimes not making decisions 
because he's not receiving any input from uh, men on his board, or he makes himself vulnerable uh, by not receiving input and having consensus from his board. And if there is going to be a board of directors, in some cases that's filled with men who would be considered elders in other situations, they might not be necessarily elders from a biblical perspective, but nevertheless, it's important that they have board meetings and they keep accurate records of decisions they're making and uh, keep accurate records of a vote uh, that's been taken so that they have uh, a basis upon which to stand before the congregation when they announce decisions to be made. So consistency in board meetings is important. I would recommend a minimum for a church of a half a dozen a year, a minimum of having one every other month or something along those lines where there's consistency in board meetings. Yeah, it's important, isn't it, that when a pastor stands in front of his congregation and announces something, some new direction, or some specific information about a direction, that he is able to say, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, and then make the announcement. Without that meeting and without that working with leaders, we can't really have that kind of sense of consensus. That's correct. And uh, I think it's very important. As a pastor, I always wanted to have the support of the board of directors. And uh, I would make sure that when we left the meeting that we were uh, in consensus and we were in agreement, even to the point where if we had one member dissenting or perhaps two that were questioning some decision that we were going to make that was reasonably significant, I frankly would table it. I would table that whole idea until the next board meeting when everyone had a chance to have either further discussions with me or prayer or something about that decision so that we could have a consensus. Uh, because I don't believe that the Holy Spirit's got two plans. He, he really only has one plan. And so consensus is important. Uh, obviously, you could have a, a rebel board member who perhaps won't agree to anything, but that's a problem of a different nature that can be addressed a different way. But consensus and unity from what the congregation perceives as the group leadership of the church under the leadership and direction of the pastor, uh, they need to understand that there's consensus and there's unity, and it gives the congregation confidence that as we move forward, we're in unity and we're hearing from the Lord. Confidence, that's a key word. Okay, moving on from that subject or that bullet point, what's what's the next thing that you might see on the, on the backside of ministry, uh, the things that people typically don't notice when they're looking at ministry of a church? Well, I think it's very important, and sometimes it's lacking also, unfortunately, is how much time the pastor spends with uh, leaders in his church. Is he developing a personal relationship with leaders in his church? Does he leave the office and go and find one of the leaders at a his place of work at lunch or something like that and have some time together where they can talk about church things, of course, 
but even just to develop their relationship or giving him an opportunity to perhaps hear something personal about a particular leader, some challenge that he might have with his family or a challenge at work and be his friend and be his counselor and be his advisor and develop an intimate relationship that can last a lifetime. And so I think it's very important for pastors to develop relationships with leadership people in the church. That could be, as I mentioned a moment ago, board members. It could be an associate pastor or an assisting pastor or a home group leader or a Sunday school superintendent or a Sunday school leader, whoever it might be. If it happens to be a woman who holds a certain position in the church, perhaps it's time for the pastor and his wife to uh, have a, a supper or a dinner or a lunch or a brunch with leader and their spouse. So developing personal relationships, I think, is, is very important, even to the point of just laughing together and enjoying life together a little bit. Those things are key for a successful church ministry. And if you are, if I am, the pastor of this particular church, I remain the pastor of staff, and I remain the pastor uh, of leaders, and so I need to and want to love on them like shepherds love on their sheep. Well, absolutely. Yeah, Jesus spent how much time with his disciples? I mean, he loved on them, he ate with them, he prayed with them, he taught them, he walked with them, he got tired with them. You know, everything you do together with uh, significant people in your church is a plus. And it builds memories, good memories. And good memories uh, result in loyalty and openness and brings about situations where even controversial issues can be discussed uh, in a, a rational and reasonable way. And all of those things, it's just so important to have a relationship with the, with the leadership of the church. Uh, it's important to have a relationship with uh, the people in the congregation who aren't in leadership as well. Good point. Okay, so now we move on to another bullet point. Boy, that relationship issue is huge. Uh, what's the next thing that you might see as you're looking on the backside of ministry? Well, I think a pastor should make himself available to people. A pastor can't live and serve and lead in, quote, an ivory tower end of quote. He has to mingle with the people. So some examples of that would be, if we're talking about a church service, how important it is for the pastor. And in many instances, not in every case, but in many instances, the pastor's wife as well, be available after church. Uh, I recall Pastor Chuck going to the door. I remember many times when Kay would join him at the door. And as you walked out, you could take a moment or two and speak with your pastor and and you could say, hey, great sermon. Or you could perhaps ask him a question or you could just greet him and say hello. But the idea is that he makes himself available to the people. It's also, I think, important that a pastor be willing to make hospital visits. Now, he can't make them all, perhaps, especially as the church might be growing or getting a little larger. But whoever goes in his behalf uh, needs to tell those people that the pastor is there representing the pastor. And 
just again making himself available to the people i think is is very very important if a congregant wants to make an appointment and come in and see the pastor in most cases the pastor should agree and say sure come on in let's talk um we have nothing to hide and one of the most important part of our ministries is relating to people on a spiritual level so oftentimes that means one-on-one conversations or two-on-one conversations, whatever the case might be. And so I think, you know, developing a relationship with the people in the church is very important, Bill. So I'm thinking about, in response to what you just said, Al, I'm thinking about the pastor who considers himself to be an introvert and doesn't really see himself as a as a people person. And I've met men that have, because of that, decided to insulate themselves, maybe even isolate themselves from the people. They don't join in the worship service. They stay in the green room. They come out when it's time to preach. They go back to the green room afterward and then stay very uh, shortly after the service and then head off uh, to home or wherever they're going. And so to that pastor, I would say, and I'm curious as what you would say, I would say, it's time to learn how to be with people, and it's time to be present, even if you're not a typical extrovert or that type of a personality. You can still learn it. What would you say to that? Well, I would say that if a pastor is acting like that or functioning like that, he's making a terrible mistake, and he's making a mistake for two reasons. Number one. He's convinced himself to believe a lie that God cannot change him, that God cannot work in his life and create in him a love and passion, desire for people, to care about people and to be with people because God definitely wants to do that because we want to be role models. We want to be to some degree a model of what Christ was like and he certainly mingled with people, all kinds of people, uh, even gross sinners, as you know. And so he's believing a lie. Second concern is that if a pastor acts like that or conducts his ministry in that fashion, if he thinks for one moment that the people in the congregation don't notice that he's not particularly friendly or open to talking to them, he's completely wrong. Because people absolutely notice that. And, you know, every pastor wants to point people towards Christ. But at the same time, to successfully point someone towards Christ, you have to have a relationship with people. They have to know you and trust you and love you and know that you're available. And, and, and frankly, fall in love with you as well. And uh, there's nothing wrong with congregants falling in love with their pastor, uh, liking him and, enjoying his company uh, that just opens the door it just opens their hearts for more significant ministry from the pulpit or in the counseling room or uh, in in some sort of a discipleship setting so in my mind the pastor who is not willing to do that is making a serious mistake and it's going to limit the growth of his church going forward great comments so I'm thinking about 
that pastor again and you know a couple of comments that I'll make and then we can go into the next bullet point which will be our last one for this morning I think but anyway one comment would be that the pastor who spends time with his people and opens the door for appointments and whatever there's also the danger and this is something that we, we've seen there's the danger of the person who is a chronic type of a person who is more needy of the pastor's time than the pastor is able to give, and it's an unreasonable amount of neediness. So my comment to that situation would be figure out a strategy and the way the Lord would have you to work with those kinds of people. Because in First Thessalonians 5, it says we should, we should be patient to all and patient with all. That's really important. And then another comment that I would make just personally I was surprised in ministry, Al, that that people actually wanted to spend time with me, and they valued that. In fact, even a, a handshake or a hello or remembering their name and calling them by their first name, they the response to it was way more than I would have thought would have been <laughs> their response, and that they actually did like me. That That was kind of amazing to me. And I think that maybe for some pastors that is their reality as well. Well, I would want to comment about uh, the person who's overly persistent or wants to take uh, too much of your time. Uh, any pastor with experience knows that uh, that can happen. And uh, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You just have to devise a way in which to limit that. And uh, there are many, many ways to do that. And I think any pastor who's gifted by God uh, to be a shepherd has an instinct within him and a knowledge of how to deal with that. So you want to talk about another area, and I know we're running short on time. Another area that we might want to look into from behind the scenes is the relationship between the senior pastor and the worship leader knowing that the worship leader, the song leader, the worship leader uh, spends a great deal of time in front of the congregation. And so developing a relationship with the worship leader and or worship leaders and or the entire worship team to me is very important so that our hearts and minds are united. We're in one accord. And it's not the end of the world when the pastor comes to the worship leaders and says, Let's not do that song anymore, or he makes a, a suggestion to do a certain song or two from time to time because he wants to touch everyone in the congregation. So spending time with the worship team and the worship leaders behind the scenes in discipleship and or social settings, in my mind, is very significant. And we can easily see the breakdown that can happen in a church and the fallout that can happen in a church if that type of relationship doesn't exist and if that type of mutual trust doesn't exist. Appreciate that comment. So, you know, our theme today, Al, and this is another surprising little twist that happens when we sit down for these podcasts, our theme for today has been relationships in the ministry. Relationships with our board members by consistent meetings and spending time with them. Relationships with our elders, with our staff, with those in leadership, and also leader uh, relationships with the congregants and uh, being able to spend time with them. And then 
specifically relationship with our worship team and our worship leader or leaders. Very important for excellence in ministry. One final comment from you. I agree with all that. My final comment is an illustration, and it'll be a quick one, Bill. I once visited a very, very large, well-known Calvary Chapel, and I met with the pastor because we were going through some uh, major construction at our church, and I just wanted to get his advice. He took the time to walk me through his entire facility, and it was on a normal work day. And he introduced me to, oh, I, I can't tell you how many, at least 25 different people who were on staff. And as he went into each room, he knew something personal about each one of them and commented on it. And I'll remember it to this day. He had an excellent relationship with his staff. He knew them. They knew him. He asked them the names of their, how is your new grandson doing? How is your daughter doing at school? Uh, those kinds of questions. And it impressed me that this pastor of a mega, mega church knew personal things about everyone that we came in contact with that morning. It was quite impressive, really. That is a tremendous example to follow and a great vision for all of us, I think, Al, to uh, end today's broadcast with that thought, the idea of just really loving and being concerned about and caring for the people that are around us in ministry. That's part of excellence in ministry. Well, that wraps it up for today. This is the end of today's broadcast, Strength for Today's Pastor, and we have enjoyed these last three days with Pastor Al James, founding pastor of Calvary Chapel, Prescott, Arizona, and now a member of the team with us in Poyman Ministries. And we're so grateful for Pastor Al and for his insights over the last few days. Thank you again, Al, for joining us. And to you who have been listening, we are appreciating the fact that you are tuning in. And God bless you, and may he strengthen you and lead you by the Holy Spirit into further excellence in ministry for him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Strength for Today's Pastor is sponsored by Poyman Ministries. You can find us at poymanministries.com. That's spelled P-O-I-M-E-N ministries.com. If something in today's program prompts a question or desire to connect with us, or if you have a comment or a topic idea for a future episode, just shoot us an email at strongerpastors at gmail.com. That's strongerpastors at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may you continue to be a strengthened pastor.